Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is bringing you the Triforce of personal development, courage, wisdom, and power. It's not a joke. I was just trying to like say something cool, I guess. <laughs> I do want to do an episode in the future about that, about utilizing the Zelda Triforce as a way for you to like think about your personal development. But that is not what this episode is. This episode actually has to do with another Zelda-related concept, and that is time. Ocarina of Time being one of my favorite Zelda games. Um, time is a concept that many of us have a loose association with in not the best ways. Either we're holding too loosely to time or holding on too tightly to time. And very rarely do we hear about people holding too tightly to time. Because I think even though there are people out there that are incredibly stressed about their schedules, I think they are still relating those schedules to a loose construct of time in 30, 45, 15 minutes, uh, one hour increments as opposed to taking advantage of the full breadth of time that we have to our disposal, which is typically, you know, one, two, three, six, you know, seven, eight, you know, 12, 17 minutes, like all of the specificity of time that it, you know, that it takes to get to places or it takes to complete chores or it takes to, you know, finish a meeting or whatever, right? And really taking advantage and taking hold of our usage of time to really understand how much time we actually have each day. And, you know, we're all sharing the same 24 hours, but there are some people who are, you know, based on all sorts of reasons, who have a, a greater grasp of time, and many of us don't. And sometimes we assume that, you know, we have to be somewhere specifically on time. And it cre time creates a ton of stress for us. And I think if we can understand and have a better relationship with time, we can start to reduce some of the stress that we experience. So this is probably not the first time I'm going to be doing an episode on time. I may have done one in the past, actually, and I don't remember. But I've been thinking about it a lot in relation to me doing Uber and how I'm picking up people and like, it takes seven minutes to get somewhere, it takes 12 minutes to get somewhere, you know, and really maximizing my usage of time, especially if I have to throw in errands in between of in between things, right. So this is all about breaking down our relationship with time and sort of sharing some of my stories about that as well. So we're going to get busy and uh, enjoy every moment here on Dopamine. Let's go. Oh, hey, and just a quick heads up that I'm adding a new intro to the show. I figure we need to evolve. We need to try new things. And uh, this was the intro that I used for Super MBTI, which I loved. And I feel like it sort of exemplifies the transition that this show is making from not only just being a mental health show, but being a personal development and sort of typology and all sorts of maps and models and systems type of show. So hope you like it. Let me know what you think. The song is by Madion. It's called OK. It's fantastic. I love the noise. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that more in a future episode. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Hey everybody, C-Note here. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Today we're going to talk about time and improving our relationship with time and really sharing how I've improved my relationship with time and how I'm continuing to do that. It's uh, It's been an incredible challenge to think about 
how to navigate the time and energy that we have. Because really when we're talking about things like when we're saying, I don't have enough time or I don't have the time for that, it's not necessarily our relationship with time. And sometimes being accurate in terms of what it is we're actually speaking about will help improve our relationship with time. Because, you know, we're typically talking about energy. At least for me, that's what I'm talking about. When I say I don't have the time for something, it's typically because I don't really have like the energy. I don't have the energy or it's not a priority for me, right? And those are two, those are three very separate things, priority, energy, and time. Priority is typically in relation to all the things that we need or want to do in life. And whether that's like, you know, you're going out with friends or you need to go meet up with someone or you need to do some sort of chores or you need to uh, go to work or whatever the case may be. And you have to prioritize which one is more important for you. You know, maybe you need to go to work instead of going to going out with your friends because you need money for the next day or you have to pay rent in a few days or whatever the case may be. You know, not literally having time for something is not necessarily the case there. It's a matter of priority. You are prioritizing the fact that you need money in order to pay your bills so that you can, you know, continue to have a roof over your head or to buy groceries or do whatever you need to do, right? So that feeling of that that prioritization is separate from your relationship with time. It's, it's, it's not time-based. It's based on your needs, right? It's a very different thing. Uh, And then the second is energy and thinking about your energy level in relation to how, you know, what your available energy is in relation to the situation, right? So going out with friends, you might not have necessarily the energy to go do that sort of um, energy uh, exertion sort of activity where it's around people and there's loud noises and there's drinking or whatever the case may be. But you may still have the energy to go to the gym, right? That that's that's a combination of choosing priorities, but also you know listening to yourself and listening to your energetic level of what it is that you want to experience right now, based on how you're feeling. And sometimes you just might not have the energy to do it. You might not have the energy to go to do chores. You might be exhausted. You might be overexerting yourself, uh, and you might simply not be able to fulfill those needs because of your energy your energy level, right? So we usually use that catch-all phrase of like, I don't have time for that, or I I, I just, you know, I, I have other things I have to do. It's just not, it's not something I have time for. You know, it's typically either a matter of priority or energy. And our relationship with time can improve if we separate it from those other things. I feel like for me, I've been able to have a better relationship with time when I really understand the value of minutes and seconds. And I think that is in relation relation to the fact that as a society, we're sort of trained as kids in the in the industrial society of growing up, at least in the uh, Western society here in the United States. I grew up in a situation where, you know, we're typically taught to think in five, ten, fifteen you know, uh, 30 and one hour increments, sometimes 45 minutes, right? We're sort of thinking on these rounded up increments of time. And in that sense, we're leaving a lot of time on the table. So we think about, uh, a a lot of us think on quarter hours, right? We're thinking about every 15 minutes, like this, these are typically when things are scheduled. These are when things happen in our lives. 
you know, 5 o'clock, you know, we're thinking about things like that. Very rarely are we thinking about like, okay, I have to be at work by 4.12 PM, right? <laughs> you know? And um, sometimes when we're thinking in those increments, we just kind of let a lot of time slip through our fingers. It's like seeping through. We're just not able to uh, utilize every single second and minute as much as possible. And that's not to say that we should be squeezing the lemon, as it were, and utilizing every second. It's not as though you should be saying like, all right, at 4.02, I'm going to shower. And then at 4.15, I'm going to get out of the shower. And then I'm going to, you know, it's like, it's not about being strict with your time so much as understanding that there is a lot of time available that we're not necessarily using, right? So if you get to the doctor's office early, right, and you've got, um, it's 4.15 and you have your appointment at 4.30 and you get into the doctor's office at, um, let's say it's 4.18 and you get there. You have an entire 12 minutes before your appointment starts. You can either go up to the front and say, hey, you know, I'm here. Can you take me now? Or they say like, no, we'll wait. We'll, you know, wait and, and you know, we'll get you started at, at uh, 4.30. So you got 12 whole minutes. What can you do with those 12 minutes? Especially if you're someone who's starting a business or you're trying to do stuff that you can do on your phone. You can tweet a couple things. You can share some of your podcast episodes or whatever it is. If you happen to have your laptop with you, you can, I don't know, put together a graphic or something. Like what can you do with those 12 minutes? Can you like listen to a song you've been meaning to watch a YouTube video you've been meaning to watch, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be productive use of those 12 minutes, but rather than feeling like, all right, well, I don't have time to do anything. You know, it's about prioritizing what in your head is associated with these tasks that take two, three, five, seven, nine minutes that you can do in between other things that are going on in your life that you can take advantage of. Some people actually keep lists. Um, Molly told me that she keeps a list of to-do list items that she's like, you know, this, this would take me two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And I don't do that because I feel like it would take me longer to make, to make a list than it would be for me to actually do the things. <laughs> but you know, some people like to have a list of reserved, um, uh, items that they can take care of when they have the opportunity to take care of them. Because I know there's plenty of times also when I want to be able to do something or I like, I can knock this out in two minutes, but I'm not at my computer and I can't do it. So being able to write it down and save it for later so that when you do get a, back at your computer, you can handle it and understand how long you're estimating that this thing will take so that when you get that little bit of time, you can do it. You know, I think about that with this podcast all the time that I, you know, these episodes are less than 20 minutes, typically, sometimes less than 30, sometimes less than 45, depending on like the topic and how long I want to ramble for. Mm. And sometimes I take for granted the fact that I'm just kind of like sitting around and waiting and like dicking around on YouTube or, you know, I don't have anything specific that I'm doing right now. And it usually just clicks in my head. I'm just like, right now, literally, we're, I'm waiting for Molly uh, to go pick up her kids. She's on her way there. And that takes about an hour. I'm like, you know what? I've got this window of time. Let me record a podcast episode. I've been thinking about this time concept for a long time. And, uh, you know, let me just do it. Let me knock it out. It's going to take 20 to 25 minutes and I can do it real quick. Right. So it's not only just with those like rounded out in incremental pieces of time, but what can you do with, you know, those odd numbers that we don't typically, typically thinking about, think about, right. You got seven minutes, read seven minutes of a book, <laughs> you know, that's a few pages, you know, depending on how fast you read, right. You can make some progress through something that you're working on or something that you're enjoying or something you're working on or, 
you know, send a quick text message, get plant some seeds in something, get the ball rolling with something like do any little bit of something with your time. So uh, we're going to take a break real quick, but the second half of this episode, I'm going to talk about, you know, not being so strict with that usage of time because it's like a double-edged sword, right? Trying to think about those odd number bits of time, but also not restricting yourself so intensely that your, your, you know, your, your bond with time is so wrapped up like a venomous snake or something. So let's take a quick break and let's touch on that. The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on Outkick's Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So Chad, which quarterback ascends to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time right I now. think so. Yeah, it's, it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcast. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. Outkicks Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. So one of the things that really bothered me <laughs> in my I wouldn't say it bothered me. I mean, it's just something I noticed about uh, my ex-wife is that we would have situations where, you know, her interpretation of time was fairly loose sometimes, meaning not that she was late to things. She wanted to be super early to stuff and she wanted to, um, you know, she's always very good at being regimented and having things done on time. But in terms of the full entire scope of the day, uh, you know, and, and having the ability to go somewhere, the interpretation of time might ha- have been inaccurate a few times. And, um, you know, I don't mean to, to call her out on anything like that, but it's just something I noticed. And um, my interpretation of time has always been fairly loose. Like I understand that I can be a few minutes late to something because, you know, most, most of the time people are cool with it. Like I don't have to be strict with being on time to something because, you know, as long as I apologize and explain myself, or maybe I'm like 10 minutes away from somewhere and I can say, Hey, I think I'm going to be a few minutes late, then it's fine. Right. As long as you're communicating with someone and you let them know that you're on your way, it's totally fine in most cases. Right. I think we, we over, um, I think we, we put too much stock in, you know, being on time in the way that is going to like hurt someone else's feelings or be really frustrating, you know, I don't like to wait. I don't like to have people waiting, like, you know, making me wait for them if they're going to be late. But if they're going to be talking to me and saying like, Hey, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm way more understanding of that. Right. There are certain circumstances where being a little bit later is going to be fine. Right. And then sometimes if there are people who are serial on timers and people who want to be super early, you know, to take advantage of that time, like I said in the previous segment. Right. So understanding that even though you might have, you might not have your full day packed of stuff, full of stuff, that there's 24 hours in the day. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of things to do. You know, we spent eight hours sleeping. We spent a bunch of time working and we have a bunch of leftover time at the rest of our day to do something with, to watch a movie, to hang out with our family, to to do all sorts of little things, right? And we want to take advantage of that, that time in as useful of a way as possible. Um, 
I certainly would sleep in a lot when I was in San Diego. And that's basically where that problem came in with my marriage, where um, it wasn't like a big problem in our marriage, but it was one of those little friction points uh, where I'd kind of sleep all day because I was exhausted. <laughs> and uh, I prefer to do things in the afternoon. I'm not really a morning person. And she's definitely a morning person. So she would get up and do all sorts of stuff. And by like 1 p.m., she's like, the the day's pretty much over. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like another 10 hours before we go to sleep usually. So there's like so much stuff to do, right? So I'd be kind of frustrated with that loose interpretation of time um, because, you know, there was the, sometimes it would – be beneficial for me to be the way that I was and her to be the way that she was, um, where she had to be at a dinner at a certain time and she got home first and she needed to pick me up and we needed to go. And she got really frustrated. She felt like she wouldn't be able to get there in time. And I said, I said, look, like we, we've got 31 minutes. Like that's, we got this, we can go, let's go. If we leave now we can go. Right. And sometimes we like spend time stewing and thinking about what we would like to do instead of actually taking the time to actually do it. And then when we start going and doing, it feels like we have the opportunity to actually fulfill these things, right? So, you know, we think that, oh man, we need 35 minutes. We need 45 minutes. We need an hour to get there. And it's like, nope, let's try to be at least a little more specific. If you can be there in 31 minutes, let's go. Like, right. <laughs> That's the reason that, you know, Google Maps doesn't give you an ETA of five minutes later. It's the exact time when you'll potentially be there. And understanding that the interpretation of that time is based on calculations that are ever changing. There's variables that that affect everything, you know, consistently. So, you know, just just don't take it verbatim. Take it as a prompt of like, okay, we need to be there. We got 12 minutes. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do what it takes to figure it out and make it happen, right? And usually there's an interpretation of time that's, again, a little bit looser than the specificity that we're giving, whether it's in relation to people energy or, you know, we have to be somewhere for something, for someone that starts at a certain time. A lot of things don't start on time. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to miss the previews of a movie and stuff like that, but it's like the movie's not going anywhere. You're going to be there. It'll be fine. Um, you know, so it's like you've got you've got more wiggle room than you think you do, and especially when you're setting goals for yourself or you're giving yourself a, you're starting to play with this like odd numbers of time, you know, 5, 13 PM, you know, I've got, I've got seven minutes before Molly gets home or something like that. Right. Like, so what am I going to do with those seven minutes? Let me sit down. Let me read for seven minutes. Let me do this for seven minutes. I've actually, the, the dishes usually take about 10 minutes to do. So let me just knock those out real quick. Right. Something that, that we, we sort of inflate in our head based on our time, our prioritizing and our energy. We sort of inflate the time necessary for a lot of these things. And, you know, I, I think it's important for us to be aware of how we do that. The dishes are a perfect example or laundry. I know laundry takes a long time because you got to wash and dry and fold and all of that stuff. But those are things that you could do in increments a little bit sometimes too, right? Like, really the time that it actually takes to do the laundry is if you think about the time that it takes to carry your laundry downstairs, depending on where you are and where you have to go, you have, you take the laundry basket, you put it, you put everything in the thing and it takes like what, seven to 10 minutes to do all of that, that, that gets all, you get that going and then you're idle for another 30 minutes until it's done. What are you going to do for those 30 minutes? There are other things that you can do with those 30 minutes. It does not take 30 minutes to wash laundry. It takes 10 minutes to put it in. It takes 
30 minutes for the washer to wash the laundry. What are you doing with your 30 minutes, right? Or your 26 minutes, your 25 minutes, your 23 minutes, however long it actually takes, right? So, you know, it's up to you to take advantage of that stuff and understand and be aware that you've got this time. You're just not choosing to accept it. So it's the same thing with moving the laundry from the washer to the dryer. That takes two minutes tops. You put it in and it takes another hour to, to, to you know, to, to dry the laundry, right? You've got an hour of idling. What are you going to do? You're going to read. You're going to do the dishes. You're going to do something else. There's a lot of time. You've got 56 minutes. You've got 47 minutes. You've got 52 minutes, right? Whatever it is. Sometimes because it's less than an hour, you know, we round down or round up, or we, we assume that we don't have enough time, right, to do what we want to do. You know, start watching a movie. You know, you don't have to watch it continuously all the way through. You know, I know some people who are finding that to be blasphemous, but if you're trying to maximize your time, your time, and you're trying to do all sorts of stuff, then, then do it. You know, don't, don't care about whether or not it's weird. Just do whatever works for you. Right. And then you pause it. (laughs) You know, it's not like, it's not like you're watching it live on TV. Like it used to be for most things. Most of the time you can just pause it and you can go downstairs and get your laundry, come back up and finish watching your movie while you're folding your laundry in your living room, right? Taking advantage of the, of those little bits of time. Um, you know, the dishes are another good example of that too, where, you know, we tend to overinflate how long the dishes will take depending on how we prioritize and the energy level associated with it. Maybe it takes a lot more focus for you to feel like you can do the dishes and therefore it's, taking a lot more of your energy and therefore it feels like it's taking forever, right? Because again, time is relative. It's our experience with time is relative to the situation and the energy we're exerting in within that time, right? The energy that we're exerting in relation to, you know, whether or not we enjoy something tends to morph our perception of time. Right. And even if that's the case, like you don't have to do all of the dishes in one sitting. If you literally have seven minutes, then set an alarm for seven minutes. Many of us have like the Amazon Echo and all of the other stuff. Just literally say, set a timer for seven minutes, start doing the dishes. Once the timer goes off, you stop doing dishes. You're done. Move on to the next thing. Right. So you can be strict with your time if you need to. And then there are other times where you can be looser with your time. It really depends on the situation and you don't have to do one thing specifically or another. And I find that that helps me so, so much. That helps me with, um, with me doing Uber because I've been driving around the city and sometimes I, sometimes I have to stop and do groceries and I get really frustrated because like, oh man, if I stop and like grab my groceries then I might miss a ride or two. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm efficient with the usage of my time, it might take 16 minutes to get in and out of the store. And that's like maybe one ride tops. That is, you know, that's what is that going to cost me like four or five dollars? That's not a big deal in relation to the fact that I have to go in and do laundry or I have to go get the groceries and do all of this stuff in you know, in, in 15 minutes tops, it's way better than continuing to do Uber and then feeling like, you know, I have other obligations and then now I actually won't have time to do it. Right. So every time you have a choice, that choice should be considered in relation to the time that you have to expend. And that time should be considered in terms of your energy and your prioritization. So if you're not, sometimes when you feel like something is going to take forever, take stock of the actual time. And what I mean by that is like set a timer, see how long it actually takes to do this. So the dishes, for example, again, like 
you know, the take a typical day where the where the dishes look like they typically do, right? I'm not talking about if you have two dishes in the sink, but if your dishes are full or it looks typical based on the, you know, the way it looks every day, set a timer, do the dishes and don't do it at any kind of extra pace or slower pace. Do it at the normal pace that you would and set the timer and then stop the timer when you're done. How long did it take? And be accurate. If it takes 12 and a half minutes, great. Then make note of that because the next time you have 12 and a half minutes available and those dishes are full and you have the energy to do it, and at that present moment it is something that can be a priority for you, then handle it. Take it, take it, take it down, get it done. Right. So most of the time, also I think about when I get projects from people, that's basically what I'm thinking about is like cost associated with my time and energy and prioritization. If I have two minutes to do something because I'm waiting for something to render, I'm not going to charge someone for something like that because it's just going to be done really quick and I can handle it and it's not a big deal, right? But if someone needs me to do like a Myers-Briggs personal development thing with them and they need me to do it at 9 a.m. on a Monday and that is normally the time that I would be Ubering to get money to do something like that, I need them to replace that money. I need to we need them to pay me to make them a priority in order to you know, satisfy the usage of my energy and the usage of my time, right? So thinking about that, not only within the management of your stress and your mental health and, um, and your business, the utilization of your assets and your time within your business, all of, all of those things in relation to each other really make for this beautiful marriage of understanding that time is something that we can take better advantage of and loosen and constrain as we need to right? We have the control way more than we think we do over time, over time in relation to our tasks, to the people that we need to meet up with and distance, you know, understanding and making note of if you're someone that needs to write things down, then make that your path. If you need to go to work every day, then make note of how long your commute is. Make note of how long it takes for you to get to the grocery store or to the gym, how long it takes for you to go to the gym, do your thing, change all of that stuff. And be aware of all of those increments of time. And you can start to not, again, not necessarily have to restrict yourself, you know, intensely, but just be aware of the actuality. The, the point here is to be aware of reality. Be aware of the reality of time that you're expending or using or wasting, you know, and, and not utilizing. Again, it's not necessarily about wasting time, though. It's about it's about making the best use of time and best use of time can be leisure. It can be work. It can be whatever the case is. Right. So don't let this be something that is associated with pushing yourself more and making yourself be productive. That means if you have an extra 12 minutes to enjoy something that you normally don't enjoy because you don't feel like you have the time, the priority or the energy, then utilize that better understanding of time to better take advantage of that. Does that make sense? I hope it does because that's something that's been really, really resonating with me. And I know this episode kind of sounds a little preachy, <laughs> but it's 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 something that I've been learning for myself. So I feel like in a way I'm projecting, but um, it's something that has really come in handy for me because as I'm continuing to prioritize my time and understand my relationship with time, I'm making more money with Uber. I'm getting more of my chores done in a, in a manner that is not necessarily draining my energy. I'm able to record these podcasts when I feel like I have a free moment to do so. 
that I'm not just sitting around and, and waiting and tinkering. And then by the time I don't have energy or time, I'm like, Oh, I wish I did that. Right. I totally had that time. So it's about being present and being aware of time at all times (laughs) and being aware of the idle time that you have. Right. Because there's always time to flip through your phone. There's always, you always find time to, to tinker, right. You know, find other, find that time to be aware of, of what is a priority for you. Again, it's like reading a chapter of a book, reading a page or two, and really immersing yourself for those seven minutes. Because immersing yourself doesn't have to require hours and hours and hours. Sometimes it does, depending on the task. But sometimes if you have a free moment, if you're at the uh, the doctor's office sitting and waiting and you've got 12 minutes, take advantage of those 12 minutes, read something, post something, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do. And just take advantage of it. You got a 12 whole minutes. When you start thinking that way, you feel like 12 minutes is an eternity, right? 12 minutes is so much time to do stuff. And especially when you start tracking the time of the little things that you do, things, so many little things that take two minutes, three minutes, one minute, 45 seconds, 43 seconds, a minute and 52 seconds. These are things that you're like, you know what? I got this. I can do this. Let's do this. Let's go, right? That's it. So start thinking about your relationship with time. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know if you have any additional concepts in relation to time that can really help you sort of narrow things down. I'm a person that, you know, I keep a lot of this stuff in my head. So I'm constantly making note of how long sort of generally things are so that I can know when or when to not take advantage of certain things. Uh, but some people need to write things down. So certainly come up with a system for you to be able to do that on a Trello board or through Google Keep or your notes app or whatever the case is. And um, you know, make note of those little things that you do fairly regularly so that you can be aware of how the realistic timetable of how long something takes. And you'd be amazed at how much you can get done, how much leisure time you have, how much energy you have to go you know, write a, write a few sentences, write a blog post, write an email, uh, read a book, read, uh, do a little bit of your laundry, do a little bit of the, the dishes, or I don't know, draw a picture, you know, whatever the case may be, you'd be amazed at how much it can get done in seven minutes, five minutes, three minutes, 14 minutes, 16 minutes. Right. And really starting to think about the specificity of your usage of time. That's it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to this show. I'm going to wrap up so that I can take advantage of the little time that I have left before um, Molly shows back up with the kids, but I'm going to read for a little bit and uh, until that happens and post this episode and all that good stuff. So take care of yourselves and each other. You can follow me at let's go see notes on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can subscribe to this show at dopamine.life. There's also a support this show button. If you want to support the show monetarily and the patreon.com slash dopamine, which I'm still trying to figure out like what the perks are for that and stuff too anyways. But if you want to support us, that would be absolutely amazing. I really, really appreciate you guys. So thank you for being here. We've been skyrocketing with some of the stats this month. So I'm pretty humbled by all of this and uh, hopefully you can find ways to continue to evolve the show and your feedback is amazingly important for that. So on iTunes, please leave a rating and review and all of that good stuff. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being here consistently. And uh, hopefully you can, you know, improve your relationship with time in order to have a fuller and more complete life and really feel like time is on your side. So take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.